Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. This is episode 128. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been with you, so we're glad to be back. I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, what's going on? Nothing happened in the world of wrestling, so thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Holy smokes. I hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, We were off last week because of the Thanksgiving holiday. I was traveling. Uh, Tom, I'm sure you had lots of family things going on, and and, uh, wasn't there some... uh, Football game last Saturday, maybe I think. Um, yep. There was a football game on Thursday too, but that just wasn't so great. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't happy about that one either. To be perfectly honest with you, so um, we can we can ignore that that happened. Uh, sorry to our Packer fan listeners, but uh, Tom being a Lions fan, me being a Bears fan, they're not really high on either one of our lists. So, um, yeah, yeah, would would have gotten that wrong in picks for sure. Um, I. I'm still doing my NFL picks on uh, the Looney Bin forum. Uh, shout out to the guys on the Looney Bin forum. Uh, and half the time I miss Thursday games because I just forget to make the picks. And I made it halfway through that game on Thursday. So I was able to pick the other ones, but I would have missed that pick anyway. So it didn't matter. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, there's our football talk. Let's be honest. It'll come up again um, here on Two Spot Monkeys. But, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks since we've been here and a couple of pay-per-views. Uh, since we've chatted as well, the last time we were with you, we made our head-to-head picks for AEW's full year, um, and then uh, Survivor Series happened as well. And uh, mea culpa on my end, I never posted our picks on uh, on Twitter, but we'll talk about them here uh, when we get to that. So apologies uh, to anybody who's looking for those. Uh, yeah, in traveling in that, and I was traveling over that weekend. I just forgot to do it. I thought about it like at different times when I didn't have the moment to get it done, and then. Uh, that didn't get it done. So sorry about that, everybody. Um, I'm sure it ruined your entire holiday weekend that you didn't know who Tom and I were picking for Survivor Series. So, uh, <clears throat> but on the quick head to head update, uh, Tom and I had the exact same picks in both full gear and Survivor Series. Uh, so, Tom, we went six and three in full gear and uh, four and oh or five and oh, however you want to look at it. I gave us five and oh. Um, yeah. First Survivor Series because we had already posted our picks or the pickums had been posted in our fantasy wrestling league, which is what we use in this case. Um, and uh, for the Santos Escobar Carlito match uh, before it got changed on Friday to Dragon Lee, um, which frankly I didn't get to see the match, but I'm kind of guessing nothing against Carlito. But I was I would have been more excited to see Santos and Dragon Lee than I would have been Santos and Carlito. So not a bad adjustment there by the WWE. Um, so that one, we both just automatically got a win. We both had Santos Escobar winning it anyway, so it doesn't really matter either direction. So um, so 5-0 and oh for us each on that. That puts our totals continued to be tied at 66 and 25 on the year <clears throat> with three shows to go. We've got uh, – I've got those in the wrong order. We've got deadline coming up first, I believe, next weekend. Um, and then final battle the weekend after. And then uh, World's End at the end of the month. So, uh, and we should be with you the next two weeks. So we should be able to make those picks for deadline and for uh, final battle. Final battle we'll be making actually the morning of, since we record on Friday mornings. Uh, <clears throat> and that's a Friday show. Uh, World's End, we're going to end up having to post on Twitter just because it's over Christmas break and uh, life is going to be in the way there. We might actually have a two-week break there. 20 seconds, a little dicey, but stay with us. We're going to be here for the next few weeks, so... We'll talk with you about it. We'll let you know. Tom, did you get to see either Full Gear or Survivor Series? 
Uh, I saw only one match from Full Gear, and I saw nothing from Survivor Series. I was actually laughing to myself internally yesterday, Jim, because I knew we were going to reconnect today and, and record, and we had a lot to catch up on. And I was laughing listening back to a previous episode where we both, to an extent, admitted, you know, just with all of the things that we have going on in our lives, the fact that we do a wrestling podcast, we're really not watching a whole lot of wrestling. I think it's a little <laughs> ironic. Uh, with with respect to our listeners, thank you. I hope that our opinions on what we haven't seen and what we are just responding to are enough to keep you engaged. Uh, but and, and again, I will let you speak for yourself, but I'm going to be offering up a lot of opinion today on just results and maybe potential storyline uh, impact, not actual in-ring cuts. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in the same boat. Uh, well, actually... Even less of a boat. Well, flip the boat, I guess. There we go. Uh, full gear, I have seen nothing other than, you know, YouTube clips and, and Facebook clips, Twitter clips, and that kind of thing. Um, and I've seen a decent amount of those, I feel like. Um, and then Survivor Series, I have watched. I'm trying to think if I even tried to start the women's war game match. I don't think I even got past, like, introductions before I got busy doing something else. And then I fast-forwarded and watched about the last five or ten minutes of the men's war game match, and then, of course, uh, the aftermath, which we will get to uh, in both Survivor Series thoughts and then as a as a bigger topic here to wrap the show today. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be offering a lot of thoughts based on results and um, online opinion and, you know, those kinds of things um, rather than what I've seen. Uh, it's, it's funny. I, I used to be able, like, pretty much pay-per-views or premium live events or whatever you want to say, like, I was able to pretty much make destination viewing and I think I've missed the last two AEW pay-per-views perhaps. Um, WWE, gosh, SummerSlam might be the last one I watched like beginning to end. Um, I, I will say next weekend's no good. Yeah. Probably not going to see deadline if I'm being perfectly honest. Final battle. I'm, I'm wishy-washy on. I know the first match has now been announced for final battle. Um, we'll see kind of what they put together. Now that it's only it's being shown on Honor Club for only ten bucks. I mean, if I've got the time, I'll probably drop ten bucks and watch it um, because it'll be good. You know, they always put on a good show. And then uh, World's End, I'm I'm right now really trying to be able to to be available to watch on that evening, kind of finish the year at least with a with a big event. So, and it re it was it dawned on me. I want to say after we made our full gear picks with the timing and the date of. World's End. I wasn't I wasn't connecting the dots at the time, but after the fact, the Lions and the Cowboys play that night, and so there's no way there's no yeah there's no way at all that I'm watching uh, World's End as much as I want to, and and I, and again I feel like a broken record because I say this with every AEW pay per view. It's it's just not materializing. So and now with Revolution coming up in 24. It's the night before my anniversary, which eh, I might be able to swing that. I also might not be able to swing that. So I like AEW a lot. I just, I just, I just, I'm not showing it with my dollars. Well, and, and even with my time, because I traveled over last weekend, I, I haven't seen, I've seen about half a dynamite and I haven't seen any of Collision or Rampage. Um, and I know that there's newsworthy stuff that happens there because I've, I've I scored last week in our fantasy league, so I know the results. Um, and I'm going to try still to catch all of that before I even get to Dynamite this week. So because 
the Continental Classic is happening, and, uh, and and I'm intrigued by a lot of those matchups, and I love the idea of a G1 style tournament. We talked about that last time, um, and so yeah, I'm trying. I'd like to catch all of those matches. Um, so it's it's a little bit, man. I just need need I need some time off and and nothing to do, and uh, that does does not appear to be on my schedule in the next 30, 60 days. So. Anyways, enough whining about our time and what we can't do. Let's just pretend we have seen things and we'll talk about them. And, uh, and, and, and again, you named it. I it, We did not go too far along before I dropped out of football. So, uh, <laughs> that is true. Football does work its way in. I could you know talk about my Bears and all that and big win we got over Minnesota on Monday night, which was one of the worst football games I've watched in a long time. But Knocked me and, out of a survivor pool. I was 11-0 and 0 before that night. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Oh goodness! Well, the the astronaut was throwing to the wrong team. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, last fantasy well, last fantasy well reference for this first nine minutes of the show. Um, in one of my leagues, uh, Matthew Barry always puts out on Monday. You know, what's the Monday night miracle you need? What do you need to have happen to win your your fantasy matchup? And I needed in that league. I needed Cole Komet to score at least one more point than Justin Fields, which was like, I'm not even sure really how that happens. hundred percent. It's a PPR. So it's possible, but like that didn't seem like they feel if Komet has a good day, Fields probably has a good day. So, and by God, he did it. Komet scored more than Justin Fields because Fields didn't complete a whole heck of a lot. I mean, he actually wouldn't have a bad day. I could get into a whole thing on that. Um, but because it's PPR and Komet had, I don't know, five catches or something like that. Uh, he actually did it. I pulled off the win, which was one of those that I just looked at, shook my head. Like, I didn't think there was any chance I could win that game uh, because of who was left. And yet I did. So, all right, 10 minutes in, we're going to talk wrestling. We promise we've talked a little wrestling, but full gear. Um, let's run down the results and maybe just talk about rather than go match by match through thoughts because neither of us really saw it. What was the one match you saw, Tom? I'm just Yeah, curious. so I did see the Texas death match uh, a couple okay. nights ago. I was I was yeah, I was traveling for work, and I was like, you know, if, if anything before Friday, like I think that's the match I most would be interested to talk about. And I and I thought when we left our last conversation, you were anticipating potentially watching full gear. I was too. I was going to potentially go to the theater, uh, and then it just didn't materialize on that Saturday. Uh, yeah, I actually, I by by hook or by crook, I just Googled it, and it I found the entire match on YouTube uh, from Discovery Plus, which it must be like an international. Uh, streaming platform or, or or point of sale for AEW outside of the United States, uh, and it was it looked like it was recorded on an iPhone and then uploaded uh, because at one point in the match, like you get like a ten percent battery left, uh, like image on the screen, and then it disappears. So Discovery so, Plus probably isn't connected, I'm guessing, then to Warner Brothers. It's probably somebody naming their thing something like that. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So that was the match, and uh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's that's certainly what I've heard in the clips I've seen are, are pretty amazing. And and we had called that out as potentially a match of the night, you know, when we were talking about it. So no huge shock uh, that that happened. Uh, let me, oh, it would help if I was on the right page. I've got Survivor Series results up, not full gear. So here we go with full gear. Uh, on the uh, buy-in, uh, buy zero-hour, zero-hour. And I don't is there any rhyme or reason as to when they call it the buy-in versus zero, zero hour, Tom? Have you figured it out? Not at all. Because it's not always even like 
double or nothing is the buy-in. No, they've been done the buy-in for some other things too. So, um, okay. Well, anyways, that's AEW has continuity in some things and other things they're just throwing darts sometimes. So, and we've called them to ask on that. Zero Hour, though, uh, started with Eddie Kingston defending the ROH world title for the 9,374th time uh, against Jay Lethal. Not all against Jay Lethal. I just feel like Eddie Kingston has defended that title a million times. Um, good for him. Good for Annette in our fantasy wrestling league. Bad for everybody else. Um, although good for Eddie Kingston fans, of which I am one. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli over Buddy Matthews. Um, I did. I take it back. I did see that match, um, and I did see the next match as well from Zero Hour. Uh, the World ROH World Tag Match, MJF and Samoa Joe over the guns. Uh, anything from Zero Hour stick out to you, Tom, other than... I mean, the big thing there was clearly Samoa Joe teaming with MJF, you know, and then overcoming the guns. Overcoming is the wrong statement, but... Winning. Yeah. <laughs> right. Winning. And and then leading to, you know, now they're going to, to face each other at World's End for the world title. Um, although there is a story out there from a tweet that MJF posted and then deleted pretty quickly that apparently he has a torn labrum. Um, and so, so that could be interesting, especially he says he's going to still work at world's end, but it kind of makes you wonder if that torn labrum is need surgery or anything, you know, does that. And I know you said you, you aren't caught up on dynamite. So I know you're still working on a week ago is dynamite and you haven't seen this Wednesday. He comes out last week. I'm sorry. Say that again. I've seen some pictures and clips and things from this week just because yeah. So so he came out with it with a cane last week. He came out with a cane again this week. Last week, Samoa Joe basically said, You're my property, and when you're my property, I'm gonna make sure you're protected. So like I'm your shadow in essence from now until world's end. Well, this past Wednesday, MJF has a really decent promo. He's had better, he's had worse. Uh, and then he breaks the cane over his leg and appears to be walking fine. But I've also seen the reports of, of the labrum injury. And then the masked men attack him. And Joe makes the save. And then there's like, think of like, uh, I, I want to say uh, Project 161, but also not Project 161. The screens go black. There's like, you know, like typewriter prints on the screen. And they challenge MJF and Joe to a match next week, and they agree. So it's two of the masked men against Joe and MJF next week. MJF accepts, and Joe seems a little bit upset. I actually was watching Dynamite Live, but I had to take a phone call during that segment, so I missed some of the narrative. Uh, but that's that's how that's setting up. So it's interesting. So I guess seeing MJF in the ring next week in whatever capacity will probably begin to tell a story towards uh, World's End. Right. So he's got a hip injury from the uh, from the Jay White match, which, you know, is why he was walking with Kane. And now he's got the labor in the shoulder, you know, I mean, just but he's been working a, you know, crazy, crazy pace. So um, no, no shock that he might be a little bit banged up um, as well. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see next week. And hopefully I'm all caught up by next week so I can just be, you know, trying to watch the shows of the week instead of everything else. Um, then when we got to the live or the main show, you had Sting, Darby Allen, and Adam Copeland over Christian Cage, Luchasaurus, and Nick Wayne, or as they are later rechristened last week, Kill Switch and the Prodigy, Nick Wayne. Um, yeah, one of those names I like, and the other one I'm like, yeah, yeah Kill Switch, okay, well, 
Um, I guess it's bigger than, or better than Luchasaurus. I don't know. Maybe. Um, AEW International title match, Orange Cassidy defends over John Moxley. Uh, women's world title match, as we predicted, Timeless Tony Storm over Hikaru Shida to win the title. Uh, the world tag title ladder match, uh, Starks and Big Bill kept them over LFI, FTR, and uh, Kings of the Black Throne, uh, Malachi Black and Brody King. Uh, the TBS title match, uh, Julia Hart won the belt uh, by defeating Chris Datlander and Sky Blue. The Texas death match, as you mentioned, Swerve Strickland over Hangman Adam Page. And uh, I'll finish the results and then I'll ask you a question. Um, the title shot versus the Golden Jets future on the line match. The Golden Jets win and get a world tag title shot. Maybe any time if they're choosing. I don't know. That part's been really weird. I know as it's played out. But the Golden Jets over the Young Bucks. And then the AEW world title match, MJF over Jay White. Um, so everything I've heard another banger of a show, you know, all of those things. I, the question I was going to ask you there in the middle, Tom, is there anybody hotter in pro wrestling? Uh, let me rephrase that because yes, the answer is yes. Is there anybody hotter in AEW than Swerve Strickland right now? I, I don't think so. I think, I think, I think he's in, he's always in the, um, the, I, yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna call it the Collision Classic, and I was like, that. <laughs> yes, he's in, the, he's in the Continental Classic, and I think that's gonna have an opportunity to, to raise other people up right now um, because he's in it and because of what he's been doing. I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. Yeah, and and it feels like they're leaning into him a little bit. Like there's a there's a part of me that wouldn't be totally shocked if he won the Continental Classic. Like he he's in the. The handful of guys that I think could come out of it as the winner, he's not the most likely winner in my eyes. Uh, but, I, you know, he's definitely in the handful of folks that I think could end up as the eventual winner and triple crown champion, apparently, um, as you and I have been messaging about trying to figure out what to do with the Fantasy Wrestling League. As apparently it is a continental title, after all. And now also, though, part of a triple crown title. That's another story that maybe we'll just get into um, in the weeks to come. But... Uh, yeah, I was really happy with the the breakout. I think I, I think we were, maybe there was a little bit of surprise about some of the people that were in that. I know we were starting to prognosticate just a touch, but not too much. Um, but yeah, the blue league is fantastic. Uh, the gold league is. Can, can you rattle off who's in? Because I have to have to look it up again to remember. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually really liked. I watched the whole thing on. Like I, I, they they streamed it on, on a couple of different places. I watched it through yeah through through Facebook. Um, Blue League is Danielson, Eddie Kingston, Andrade, Brody King, Claudio, and Daniel Garcia. Like every single one of those matches and matchups in that entire league. Like I am I am I am front row popcorn eating with all of those. And it started last week, and but they both yeah. delivered. Um, and tomorrow on Collision, we've got three more. Um, including Brian Danielson's first match. And, of course, it happens against Eddie Kingston, who comes off of a loss. Oh, my gosh. Just great storytelling. Fantastic. Gold League, John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, the aforementioned, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, and Jay White. I feel like you could have done something different with Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal. However, I will say this. They both have had really strong showings in the first two weeks. So... I'm gonna, and, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swallow my words in that space for now. And and for me, Jay Lethal is the the bigger sore thumb maybe for that one because I just feel like 
they haven't really, to me, done anything to make Jay Lethal feel important. I, I know he's been involved in storylines. I know he's been involved in things. I understand that. But, like, and there's always one or two in these kinds of tournaments where you're like, well, yeah, they're there to eat the losses for the most part. And I think Jay Lethal's probably, you know, if he wins one match in this tournament, that might be the high point for him in the tournament. Uh, Briscoe, I don't feel as much that way about just because I feel like they were trying to get behind him before his injury. Um, I still think his future is probably a little more bright in the ring of honor, um, but that pigeonholes him a little bit too. So maybe it's, maybe it is good that he's here in, in AEW and in this. Um, I'm thrilled that Roosh is in this thing because I think Roosh has been criminally underused in AEW. Um, and we can say that about a number of folks. So we have said that about a number of folks in AEW. So I'm really glad Roosh is in this and getting to rub uh, elbows with guys like Mox and um, and Jay White and some others. Um, I know I think that Roosh White match has already happened. Um, and I that, just, yes, that was the first week. Uh, yes, that was that my thought. Yep. So so real real, real quick um, back to back to this topic, Continental Classic, and then and then just want to jump back to wrap up full gear because and I just want to poke at like our picks that we got wrong and just kind of unpack that for just a moment. Yep. Uh, so, so again, you said Swerve is, and I agree with you, arguably the hottest, if not uh, one of the hottest acts in the AEW currently right now, uh, undisputable without a doubt, coming especially off the Texas death match. In, in that, um, in that gold league, I did not anticipate him potentially coming out as one of the winners, but I do agree with you that there's a, there's a good shot. I was thinking Jay White, uh, however, spoiler Jay White loses to Swerve on Wednesday, so so Swerve definitely has now the leg up. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool. But th- but th- again, this is a you've got five matches, you've got fifteen points max potential. They, we haven't had our first draw. We're going to get a draw, which is only one point per person. Uh, so that that'll be interesting. Coming out of the Blue League, I mean, so like in let's let's stick with what you said. If you if your prediction, I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire and lock in on this. If it's Swerve, who do you want to see him face coming out of the Blue League? See, I don't know if I would pick Swerve, to be honest. I, I think he's in the conversation. Uh, but I, I I wouldn't say that. I Actually, I think Mox wins that um, that side of the tournament. Um, am I right? Mox is in gold? Yeah, he is. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So, so here's the thing. When it first was announced, I understood things from the way Kingston had talked that Eddie Kingston was going to be defending the Ring of Honor world title and the New Japan Strong title in every one of his matches in that league. So in my mind, he was winning that side because then it would become, he would be in the finals defending his Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong title against whoever came out of the Gold League. And then the Continental title was a part of that. It becomes the Triple Crown that Tony Khan has talked about it becoming. Um, so so I kind of thought, oh, that that earmarks that Kingston is is going to the finals even if he lost his belts along the way and then regained them. Well, he couldn't regain them unless there was a separate match. Anyways. Um, well, and, and in that space there, put a pin right in that, right? So when this becomes a triple crown on December 30th, will there be independent title defenses of individual belts in that? Yeah. Uh, we've already, we've already had an offline conversation again. Sorry. Fantasy wrestling league once more, once more, what is this going to look like for fantasy wrestling league in 2024? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. And it, it, it could be a nightmare, um, especially since it's not even being established until the 30th. So we're going to have to try to make some uh, some decisions here in the next couple of weeks in that world. Not that that's most of our listeners problems, although Annette, when you're listening to this, I don't I don't see a one. So she might not be listening live. But, um, you know, 
she obviously and a, and a few other listeners who I know are in our league uh, will be uh, very interested to see where that uh, plays out as well. But um, yeah, so th- so that was my thought on the blue side. Um, now that it's not that way, like in some ways, I still want Kingston to come out of that because if he's going to then lose the Ring of Honor and New Japan Strong Titles to who you know whoever wins this tournament becomes those champions, like. I want him to lose that match where that happens. I don't want him to not be in that. And then, you know, it's, it's Danielson and Mox or something like that. And just Kingston kind of hands the titles over to the winner. Like, I don't love that. So part of me thinks Kingston still, but it's really hard to pick against Brian Danielson on the blue side. Yeah. So King, so here's the interesting thing. If he, if it were to go kind of as you're maybe potentially outlining Kingston Mox, which would be awesome. Which is what I was saying. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong though. Like, is another issue with the big match, the stadium stampede at all in? But then they never came back and had a one on one. Like, and they have issues, but they're like also friends. So it was like, right. it was. Like, I, I feel like the story there would have just been phenomenal. Yeah, per, there's been a lot of periphery there, but they've never gone head to head because because of their mutual respect or friendship. So yeah, so that would be that could tie another layer in here. I I I was thinking Jay White on the gold side. And then I was thinking, I was thinking Brian Danielson for sure. At the same time, I think Brian Danielson has been one of those guys where you have to watch him carefully because he's already said like, I'm looking forward to all in next year. Uh, I, this is my last kind of active year of being an in-ring performer. And then, I, and, and selfishly, I was like, who better to elevate themselves in this tournament than like Daniel Garcia. I'm not necessarily saying I wouldn't say Daniel Garcia, Jay White. I think Claudio Jay White actually would be really good. So that that would be kind of where I think I'd land if you were to say pick today and lock a pick in. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, and Danielson, I also feel like because we know Danielson has some sway in creative um, and, and in other ways, turns out he was on the discipline committee um, that dealt with the CM Punk situation. So, um, I could also see Danielson being the guy who says, I, I don't need or want to be in the win in the finals of this. You know, I want to help elevate the Daniel Garcias, the Brody Kings, you know, even Claudio. I mean, it's hard to elevate Claudio from where he is, but you could, um, you know, I could see him wanting to do that too, where, you know, and tell a different story with him than his run to winning this thing. Um, yeah, I, I just love the interplay stories that are there. And then as they book this thing out, you know, as wins and losses happen and you start to need to tell the story of, you know, this is a must-win match for wrestler X, um, you know, to stay in the, the hunt, to still have a shot to get to world's end. Um, yeah, I just think it's going to be really cool. Um, what I don't want them to do, and because it seems, if you've seen some of the stories this week, UT Marshall um, has, you know, resigned from AEW effect at the end of the year. So he's moving on. Um, there are stories out there that part of it is that he sees AEW going in what he, what he or someone has called a more new Japan centric uh, match based versus story based um, direction, which I don't dislike totally. I still want the stories tied all together. Um, and so far they're doing that, but um I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Don't, oh, I was saying, don't do the new Japan thing. And at world's end, you have the continental classic uh, finals 
and then you take your other 10 guys and put them in a 10-man tag against each other just for no apparent reason at all. Um, please don't do that. I hate when New Japan does that. Um, or that has like a series of trios matches just with the other people. Um, please don't. So um, other full gear thoughts? I know we got a little bit of time here. We got two more things to hit. So I know. And I, and I had one more comment on Continental Classic. So the way they've already said is like the like the two individuals in each league will have like that kind of decision match on that last dynamite before and maybe collision on that Friday before world's end. So it's interesting. Cause like when I think of Jay white and swerve happening two nights ago, like I would have thought that's definitely one of the ones that the matches that happen later, it's going to be interesting to see how those matches continue to evolve in the weeks to come. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm loving it already. And I've only seen little bits, but I've, you know, again, seen results and know some things uh, love to watch it play out. You and me, we love our tournaments. So yes, no yeah. There. So, so full gear, just to, to look at the three things that we got wrong. We both picked the young bucks. We were both wrong there. We both picked hangman page. We were wrong there. Uh, and we both picked mocks and we were wrong there. Um, again, the mocks thing kind of makes sense. It establishes orange Cassidy mocks goes yes, here into the continental classic. And I think he, he's, he's Teflon in my opinion. He doesn't ever need to be rebuilt, but this is a great way for that opportunity the Young Bucks, the story is they're, they're taking a little bit of a hiatus. They definitely are heels, and they're going to be coming back with maybe a different faction um, in, in the new year uh, with a new with a new approach, which is cool. Again, that's good good evolution for them, in my opinion. Um, and then Hangman Page. He, he had won the Texas Death match against Mox earlier this year, so having him lose this when it's kind of been his match of choice and maybe a spot where you could have built a longer-term story, to have him lose – and especially because he was the one going for really the most revenge because Swerve had broken into his house when his family wasn't there. And he went and by, by where his son sleeps. Uh, uh, pretty unbelievable. I will say this. I, again, I did want to make sure that I went and saw this match. If I could, I was, again, like I said, fortunate enough to find it on YouTube and, and watched it. I, I had seen enough of the clips that I was a little desensitized to it. I can only imagine had I watched this match live, I would have been popping out of my out of wherever I was sitting or wherever I was standing, there's one spot where Swerve gets a bag of glass, shards of glass, and it does not appear to be very broken down. There's a number of pieces broken down. There's one part, it kind of looks like the end of a broken bottle, and it's like the bottom side, the, the base of the bottle. He lays this on page, and he does a 450, taking the full brunt of his front on the glass on page. The fact that there was no worse cuts uh, on people's bodies in this bout with all of the weaponry was um, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I too wish I could have seen it. With like, if I go back and see it now, knowing who wins and all of that, I wish I could have just watched it as it happened. Life just didn't quite lead that way on Saturday, where it made sense that I would I would watch that show. So, and that's okay. You know, life life is life. It happens. So. Uh, Survivor Series then, the following week, uh, we were just perfect, Tom, because we are just so smart. Um, but um, Survivor Series, the War Games match, uh, the women's War Games match, Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, and Shotzi over damage control of Bailey, Asuka, Io, and Kyrie Sane. Uh, the Intercontinental title match, Gunther beat Miz, not a shock there. Uh, Santos over Dragon Lee, we kind of talked about that a little bit at the very beginning. The women's world title match, Rhea over Zoe Stark. And then the war game, the men's war game match um, was uh, Cody's team, Cody, Seth, 
Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Randy Orton over the Judgment Day and Drew McIntyre. So um, let's save the ending just for a moment. Um, anything, I, I'm thinking primarily we're going to talk about the two War Games matches, if anything, but anything that um, struck you out of those two matches, Tom, or, or one of the others, if you will. So nothing, nothing struck me. I mean, clearly I, we, we both picked across the board, all, all correct matches. So the booking followed what our minds thought it would do. I actually, I wrestled with the idea of wanting to watch this before we recorded today and time this week just didn't allow for that. So I probably will have it on in the backgrounds today uh, because I do want to see it. It's one of those things where, and it was really funny because I was listening to a, an interview on AEW Unrestricted with Chris Hero, who is part of the kind of the coaching team in AEW now and has been for a while and um, is the matchmaker for West Coast Pro Wrestling. And that's been getting a lot of buzz in Northern California. He made the comments related to like his role with West Coast Pro that he makes it uh, a priority where once they have a show, he and the owner who clearly employs Chris Hero for this role, they watch the show immediately the next day so they can take the pluses, the minuses, and the other things and use that to grow that into the next phase. Now, granted, you and I are not pro professional wrestling employees or bookers or whatnot, but that's that's the – I was taking that analogy that Chris Hero outlined in that comment and thinking about it with with related to any pro wrestling. Like if you, you and I both know this, and we talk about muting social media and, and, and making time, if we don't watch the event like live – or within maybe 24 hours, spoiler free, the likelihood of us getting to that diminishes even greater than most things. Uh, and so so I, I, I make that statement saying that I still wanna have Survivor Series on today. Again, I'll, have, I'll be having like one eye on other duties and one, one eye probably, uh, you know, heads and head back and forth on the screen. Um, so I, I am interested to see it because I wanna see how it plays out specifically the War Games matches. The other three matches I'm, I'm hit or miss on. I, I am excited, and I was excited about the prospect of Dragon Ball versus Santos Escobar. But beyond that, uh, it kind of it kind of is what it is, and was what I thought it would be. How about yourself? Yeah, same thing. Um, if I go back and see anything, and, and like I said, I'm still trying to catch up on AEW, so seems unlikely it would be the War Games matches because I love War Games to begin with, um, and those were the two matches that clearly this show was built around. Um, you know, I guess from Monday night, it seems like we might get another Gunther Miz match. Why? Why? Um, like, we, Perhaps you know, something happened in that match that justifies it. Again, I guess I'll be uh, paying attention to that, perhaps. Yeah, I'll be interested to see because from what I read quickly of the results, nothing struck me. Um, but okay. Um, you know, Rhea Zoe, nice showcase for Zoe to be able to be in there and, and rub elbows with somebody like Rhea. That's great. Um, and, and like, and, and if I if there was a third match I went to watch, it would be Santos and Dragon Lee because I like both of those guys a lot, um, and I'm glad to see them getting getting some uh, focus a little bit for each one of them. So, um, yeah, so so it went the way I thought it would. Obviously, we we had our picks right. Um, you know, there was a little bit of me that did think about picking the Judgment Day in the men's war games match because I thought maybe Ray, Randy Orton would lay out Jey Uso. Um, I know they seem to bury their thing on Monday night. Um, but Randy made it very clear in his promo at the beginning of Monday night, because I have watched that, that he was coming for every member of the bloodline, 
he made it very clear to say every member. And now I don't know, maybe that was an inference to Paul Heyman, you know, that he's going to lay him out with an RKO, which he will at some point, and that'll be fun. Um, but my mind immediately went to Jay and Sammy because Jay and Sammy did an awful lot to Randy Orton 18 months ago. So um, I, I know they shook hands and they hugged and they said, you know, Randy said, you know, everything's cool. He's Randy Orton. Jay Uso's eating an RKO at some point. It may not be anytime real super soon, but he's eating an RKO for what he did. Um, and, and I think Sammy's probably got one coming too. And it may be at the same time, um, you know, one right after the other kind of thing. Because he's Randy Orton. He's not staying happy baby face forever. That's that's not, you know. Although I will say, Randy Orton looks jacked. Holy smokes. That guy got himself in some shape while he was gone. Um, interesting that a guy who had back fusion surgery is still doing the RKO as much as he is. Landing on his back. Um, I didn't know if they were going to go back maybe the punt kick or something. You know, with, whew, boy, it, it, it's kind of back to, you know, when Shawn Michaels came back after his back injuries. And everything he did that he landed on his back made you feel like you were like, oh, oh, like even more because you know about the real life thing that happened to his back. I felt I felt that way when I watched Randy hit these RKOs the first couple nights back. Like, hope he gets up. Everything's okay. Well, um, with that being said, and even more so from the Shawn Michaels situation, modern medicine has yep. evolved so much. It's got to, That's got to be a factor here. Yeah, absolutely. So be interesting to see. That I'm glad Randy's back. That gives us another top, top tier guy uh, to have stories with in WWE. And WWE is so red hot right now. And speaking of top, top guys, I know we're on a little low on time, but we can't not hit it. Uh, the music hits at the end of the night. CM Punk is back in WWE. Uh, the, uh, the description I put on this episode on our YouTube, and I'll try to remember to put it on the podcast, was that we gave our thoughts on Full Gear and Survivor Series and a very cold day down under. Um, so, um, and I titled it Monkeys Freeze Over because hell froze over on uh, Saturday night last week. And CM Punk is back in WWE. Uh, gave a promo on Monday that I thought was fine. I mean, it wasn't a pipe bomb by any means. Yeah, I was underwhelmed. I was honestly underwhelmed. Um, as as, as, as Jason is about to cave in. <laughs> it did sound like that, yes. I was like, holy. Apparently the oven is being dropped from the roof. Um so I, uh, part of me thinks that might've, that it was very much by design by Triple H, even though he wasn't there on Monday night, Bruce Pritchard ran the show, whatever that's, you know, like, like, let's just get him in and make sure. And, you know, although I, I did not grasp Punk's coming in as a baby face. He got the huge pop, you know, he's going to be a baby face at least for a while. At some point he probably goes heel because he's CM Punk and he's a great heel. Why do the Blackhawks line, you know, a Blackhawks fan in the Predators barn, like you turn the crowd and I'm not sure he ever fully got them back either. Um, so that was a weird, like, but it, but again, it's a very CM Punk thing to do. Like he yep. just wanted it. So he did it. And that's the thing. He's, he is, he is authentically himself for all of the good and all of the bad. And I think the bad outweighs the good. The promo was, was, was soft in my opinion. The more the most telling part of the promo came at the end of the show when the bump comes and the music run when he has not the mic and he goes, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. Like I immediately went back to thinking CM Punk in a suit in 2000, whatever in Ring of Honor when he signs his WWE contract on the Ring of Honor world title. Like, I under, like, I don't think that there's been a, a 
and there may have been right off my recall there hasn't been a character in in any professional wrestling program or or organization where they are literally like this is a business i'm here to make money this is why i do what i do like it's always kind of an underlying statement but there's never been someone who's like i'm here to be like the donald trump of professional wrestling and be a be a billionaire sorry sorry to mention Donald Trump of the of the only people i could have sort of warren buffett or someone else um but you, you you get my point, and and so that's just really interesting that, that it could be a new way of presenting the character that we've not necessarily seen. That I'm that I'm that I'm. All, I mean, this is not this is not the million dollar man Ted DiBiase type of deal at all. I was gonna say the only person I thought of was JBL, but that still was a little. I mean, that was like massive character, right? I mean, um, but he, he talks about winning and making making more money and and that sort of thing. But I get what you're saying, um, and. And yeah, I now I don't expect him to take direct or even too indirect or too inside shots at AEW because I assume there is still some legalities between AEW and Punk. I know Tony Khan said legally he can't talk about it because um, somebody wanted to know his reaction. Of course they did, um, and he said legally he can't talk about that. So I, I, I didn't didn't expect him to say you know. I went to a place that was run by children and, you know, or anything like that. Like, and that's fine, but just be CM Punk. Um, I, you know, I thought his, his line about, you know, it may sound corny, but he's home. Um, okay, fine. You know, kind of the Cody Rhodes, I guess, version of, you know, of I had to go away and then come back sort of thing. But Cody Rhodes and CM Punk are so different characters that I don't necessarily need the same story or the same promo from them. Well, Cody has worked. And, and beyond just the character, they're different people. Like, Cody actually feels like a genuine, like, good, down-to-earth human. CM Punk? No. Sorry. No. I think you're just a jerk, dude. Like, and again, you're an entertaining jerk, and you, you clearly move the needle, which is why he's back here. But wow. So, you know, in our last couple of minutes here, it seems like CM Punk Seth Rollins is where they're headed first. Uh, which is interesting because do you do you put the belt on Punk? Um, do you switch it to Damian Priest at some point and get the belt out? Because you don't need the title for CM Punk and Seth Rollins. Does not need the title. So I could see the money in the bank coming in there. Drew McIntyre wants another shot. Maybe he wins, you know, maybe Punk causes it. I don't know. But Punk Punk Rollins seems to be the first program. They've already talked that there is there are plans for CM Punk Roman Reigns. Duh. Um, like that'll anybody, be, that'll, that'll be very fun. I think that's actually yeah, I'm, I'm looking for that big time. Yeah. And then the report from Fightful yesterday, Fightful Select, uh, as Sean Rossap always says, best five dollars in the business, and I give him five bucks every month because I do think it's worth it. Um, there is hope that they can finally get to CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at some point, um, which Punk going full straight edge heel. Um, against the beer drinking Stone Cold. I know it won't be the match it probably once will, although both of those guys would find a way to make it. I mean, Stone Cold and Kevin Owens, I thought was pretty good for what it was. Um, you know, they used a lot of plunder and things, which is smart with Steve at this point. I think the match will be fine, but man, the build and the promos for those two will be really, really fun if it ever does come to fruition. Um, anybody else that you're really looking forward to seeing Punk work with outside of kind of those three obvious, you know, names? 
That's a great question and not not something I had thought a lot about, to be quite honest with you, until right now in this conversation. I, I would need I would need more time to be honest, uh, to come up with a couple of honest other ideas. My 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 juxtaposing that statement is how often do you think we're gonna see a punk in the ring? I think fairly often. I mean, he was in AEW. He was he was working pretty often. I I think he wants to wrestle. I think I don't think he's doing the part timer gig. Okay. Um, my my my, my and, and my my wondering in that space relates back to the Roman Reigns treatment. We've seen what Roman Reigns gets, and I feel like CM Punk is both selfish enough and smart enough to say that's the type of deal that I want. Yeah, and I wouldn't be shocked if he does. I just haven't heard anything yet. Although that would give him a great point in the promo. If he's there every week, basically, and Roman isn't, like, you know, hey, I could have gotten your deal, but I didn't because I love doing this and I love what I, you know, and I mean, like, the promo starts to write itself at that point. Yeah. Um, and I'm not anywhere near as good promos as CM Punk. So, um, you know, so I, that could work. Not that nobody's ever gone there against with Roman, Um you know, John Cena went there with Roman, you know, others have gone there. I mean, it, well, it's a valid argument I, or point against Roman Reigns. Oh, and I feel like, you know, again, it's been 10 years since CM Punk's been here. I'm sure there were interactions with Seth Rollins, with Roman Reigns, with other people that are still around. But it feels fresh. It feels new yeah. just because of the evolution of those characters and those personalities in the time. Well, and, and, you know, there's the video of Seth Rollins, you know, flipping him off after Survivor Series, and Rollins mentions him in a promo. I know on Monday I haven't seen that promo, but I've seen, you know, a, a post about it. Um, and so it sounds to me, from what you read, like Rollins and Punk, you know, they're not going to be sending each other Christmas cards. They don't necessarily like each other as human beings. But I think Seth Rollins and CM Punk are both smart enough to work together. And I think that's the difference from AEW to WWE is I think, I hope, I hope that, and apparently there may be some behavioral clauses in Punk's contract, which they'd kind of be stupid not to have in there after what happened in AEW. Um, I hope that they're smart enough and Punk has learned enough to know, hey, you don't have to like everybody, but you work together and make a whole bunch of money together. Um, and if he could have ever figured that out with the elite in AEW, I think they could have made a ton of money together. And there's a whole lot of what ifs that will never, you know, or at least aren't going to happen anytime soon um, in AEW. And, and that's water under the bridge, unfortunately, at this point. I will say, uh, really quick figure thing. I know we got to get off here, off the line, but uh, I was watching that CM Punk LJN from AEW. I told you and I had talked about it in the past. And I thought, I'm going to wait for Black Friday and see, you know, what it was. It was 20 bucks. 20, $20.99. I was like, you know, Cyber Monday is their bigger deal. I'm just going to wait for Cyber Monday. Well, that was stupid because he came back on Saturday. So they raised the price for the dumb thing. That Cyber Monday was $24.99. Um, although I was also waiting to see what they did on Cyber Monday with the Usos 2-pack um, at ringside. Uh, the Ultimates look really, really sharp. And they dropped that five bucks. So CM Punk went up five bucks. The Usos came down five bucks. I should have just ordered it Black Friday. It would have been the same amount of money. Um, but those will be here uh, tomorrow. So I'll have uh, my CM Punk LJN. Speaking of CM Punk, so I saw his AEW Supreme figure, which is oh, which, which is pretty it. sweet. Yeah, like wasn't ready to plunk down forty two bucks for it yesterday. That being said, the the setup, what it comes with, all of the like articulation components 
and now and now that he's no longer there, like he's and again, will Helfrey's over twice? Will he ever go back to AEW? I'm just kidding. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Um, yeah, and we can talk more figures. I've picked up a bunch of stuff. There are things that I have pre-ordered have been coming in, and um, I got that AEW four pack, the Amazon one of three thousand um, with MJF, Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, and Thunder Rosa. Uh, happened to catch that when it was available on Amazon. I had a fifty dollar Amazon card, so. I got it for 30 bucks out of my pocket, which was nice. So anyways, we can talk more figures maybe in the next two weeks. Uh, I've got, got some stuff I could show off. So, um, but uh, yeah, we got to wrap things up here. Punk, hell is frozen over. He's back. I'm sure we'll be talking about that more in the weeks to come as well as, as his first stories start to play out. Um, and uh, next week, join us uh, for conversation around that, AEW, but also uh, picks for NXT's deadline, uh, which is starting to line up as a, a Oh, interesting show. I think the Iron Survivor has some some interesting young names in it. So we'll see, you know, how those start to play out uh, as well, and what we think might happen in that on that show. So, um, Tom, real quick uh, strategy question: um, Should I drop Dominic Mysterio because he's losing that belt to Wesley? Isn't he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he is. So might have to do that. So, anyways, everybody have a great week. Uh, we will see you back here next week. Back here at Two Spot Monkeys Live. <laughs>